Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to support the podcast. There's a new feature where you can send me a text message and let me know how the podcast has helped you. You can find this link at the top of every episode's description. You can also go to my website, ascending-minds.com, and you can register for the support group and my newsletter. You can also get a free copy of my guide to dealing with repeated questions. Now on with the episode. Have you been considering joining a caregiver support group? If so, are there things that are keeping you from joining the group? Or do you think, hey, I've got this. I don't need to talk to anybody about what's going on. I've had all of these experiences, and today I'll tell you about what I've learned about the value of support groups. Welcome to the Surviving Alzheimer's Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Cardita. In this podcast, I'll share the experiences and lessons learned during the 12-year journey down Dementia Road with my wife, Shannon. It is my desire that you'll find joy and peace while learning to live with your loved one's Alzheimer's disease and not let the disease define you or your loved one. The Surviving Alzheimer's Podcast is brought to you by Ascending Minds, LLC. Welcome to episode 26 of the Surviving Alzheimer's Podcast. Today, I will discuss the value and help that I've received from participating in a very special support group. You'll see that I've learned quite a bit from the other participants, and I've also been able to help a few people along the way. I will go over why it took me so long to give it a try and join a support group. There were many different reasons. Maybe some will resonate with you. I'll explain what it was like to experience that first couple of meetings, how I felt and how I was received, and then tell you how it went and how it has evolved over the last two years. I've been a member of this group for over two years. I've attended almost every meeting in that time, and I've received a lot of help from it. Before we get started, I would like to read a listener comment. This comment comes from Mark Kreisiak. This is what Mark wrote. Wonderful podcast, Ken. It helps to reinforce my role and how I control myself and the situation. See you at the next men's caregiver group next month. Mark. Yes, Mark's a member of my support group that I'm a member of, and it's called Men Who Care. This is a unique group of men that ranges anywhere from 12 to 20 people on the call. And we meet once a month. It's sponsored by the Banners Alzheimer's Institute. This group has been a long-running group, I think, somewhere between five or seven years it's been going on. And it meets once a month. Originally, it met at the Banner Alzheimer's Institute facility in downtown Phoenix. But because of the pandemic, it switched to video chat over Zoom. When I joined a little over two years ago, it was doing Zoom calls, and it remains that way still. I joined this group literally the week I moved Shanna into memory care. 
I moved Shanna into memory care on Monday, and the very first week, two days later on Wednesday, I attended my first meeting. As I said in the introduction of this episode, I waited a long time before I decided to join a support group. And that has been my only regret in my caregiving journey, that I waited so long, because I would have benefited quite a bit in the early days of my caregiving journey. And it really would have helped me as I was going through the more difficult times when my wife was going through hallucinations, delusions, and struggling to cooperate and going through many changes. If I would have only had this group of men with their experience, I would have really benefited from it and not felt so alone. They might ask, and why did you wait so long? I've thought about this over the last couple of years. What I've come to realize that in the beginning of all of this, I was in a serious state of denial. That I needed any kind of help or people to talk to. I really thought I could take care of my wife all by myself, all on my own, without the help of anyone else. Now, as things got more difficult, I realized how untrue this was. I was also afraid to hear what other people are going through, especially those who are further along their journey with their loved one. I thought, I don't want to hear all these horrifying things. I could barely deal with what I'm dealing with today. And hearing about all of this and talking about all this definitely makes it feel very real to me. And again, I, I was in a state of denial in the beginning. Now, as time went on, I realized I was slowly sinking. And I looked at the schedule of all the support groups for Banner's Alzheimer's Institute. I went up onto the alzheimers.org website to look at support groups near me. And I chickened out again. And then when I thought, oh, I should at least try the Banner. Alzheimer's Institute. I, this men who care thing looks really interesting. It looks like it'd be really helpful. Now, at that point, I thought I would try it, but I never went. And the excuse that I used was it was 30-minute drive, probably even longer, during rush hour to go downtown Phoenix and be there at 7.30 in the morning on a Wednesday morning. And I said to myself, who would watch Shanna for those few hours that I was gone? Now, in reality, those were not showstoppers. My son, who was living with us at the time, would have gladly tended to Shanna that one morning once a month. And I could have made the effort to go. But I let those things prevent me from going. As I was getting ready to move Shanna, in that last couple of weeks, I was really struggling. But I looked up on the website and found out that the meetings were now being held over Zoom, that I didn't even have to leave my home. And this was due to the pandemic. And so I signed up for my first call. And that, like I said earlier, this first call happened the week I moved Shanna into memory care. So what has been my experience with this group? Let me tell you a little bit of background information about the group and how they run it. 
The group is hosted by one one of the employees of Banner's Alzheimer's Institute. Everyone calls in and they go around. Each one of us takes a few minutes to share what our month has been like. Oftentimes, bringing up topics that the rest of the people will comment on or people will have questions. And it's about a two-hour meeting, and the topics are varied. The people on the call aren't always the same, but it's very consistent. And the longer you attend, you get to know the people quite a bit. There can be anywhere from 12 to 25 people on the call. There have been people who have been part of this group for years and years. There have been some that it's their first time. And I remember my first time. I was essentially in a state of shock. Totally emotionally drained from having moving my wife to memory care just two days earlier. I felt overwhelmed when I joined the call. And I just sat and listened. And when it was my time to share what was going on, I could barely get the words out and tell everyone I had just moved my wife to memory care. And what happened was pretty amazing. A couple of the other men had been through this not too long ago and were able to give me some things to help me adjust. That was the beginning of me getting a lot of help and being able to relate to these other men very quickly. The thing I quickly figured out after a few meetings was that everyone and every couple has their unique story. Each one of us is dealing with something very different. There are different types of Alzheimer's and dementias that our loved ones are dealing with. We're definitely all at different stages, but you will always seem to find somebody who's just a little bit ahead of you or right where you're at in your journey. Having said that there's a lot of uniqueness, there's also a fair amount of things that are everyone shares in common. Oftentimes, someone will bring up a question of how to deal with a particular behavior or experience. And three or four of us will chime in with our own experiences, shedding valuable information on how you may try to deal with the situation. At the very beginning, this seemed to be a very safe place to tell it like it is. People seem to be very open and honest. And to me, this was extremely important. And I also realized it is a judgment-free zone, and people were willing to give lots of advice. Now, in the first six months, I got to know quite a few of the men spending two hours a month on the phone talking with them. We even got to know quite a bit about each other's loved ones. And I learned to trust all of them. I found that I was able to learn something from everyone, no matter where they were on their journey. And it was at that point, after three or four meetings, three or four months, is when I realized I should have joined this group years prior. I can't imagine the help I would have been able to receive as I was going through the very difficult parts. And I'm sorry that I didn't do that. 
Towards the end of the first six months, I started to become a little bit more active and comment and share more about my experience, especially to some of the newer people who had joined and also to some people who were going through some things that I had experienced with Shanna. Over the course of the next year and a half, I became to feel like a regular. And just recently, I'm starting to feel like I'm one of the old timers, having been there two years. There have been people that are there much longer than me, but I feel like I'm one of the gang. And it's been pretty awesome to be able to share and help people out. I've seen quite a few people join there at the very beginning of their journey. And they comment how helpful the meeting is to them. Again, a good support group can be so helpful. Now, I've not only shared what Shanna has gone through and her progression of her disease over the last two years. I've seen the loved ones of all the other members of the group go through similar changes as they explain it. And you get this very educational exposure to all kinds of different changes and rates of changes and different types of behaviors and challenges that each of these caregivers face. And it's really great we brainstorm together to help each other out. Oftentimes we're passing along resources of lawyers, names and addresses, memory care relocation experts, insurance. We talk about long-term cancers. We talk about all the different things with real-world experience. And since we're all in the same metropolitan area for the most part, it's very localized, and we can refer people who are very local to help. I'm especially grateful for a couple of the members whose wives have passed on, and they still come back to the meeting, and they still share their experience. They've gone through something that most of us haven't yet gone through, but all of us eventually will. And I have found their insight in the months that follow the passing of their wives be very helpful. And I really appreciate them sticking around. How has this all affected me? Over time, as I said, I started to share more and more of my experience and my comments. After a while, I started receiving some good feedback on some of my comments. And people really seemed to appreciate my perspective and my attitude. A lot of this went on as I was receiving my training and becoming certified to be a faith-based life coach. I was sharing bits and pieces that I was learning along the way, as well as my experience as a full-time caregiver, and also how I was dealing with my wife's difficult stay at her first memory care center, and how dealing with all these emotions and stresses and using the techniques and tools that I learned in my coaching training it was based on all of this that I was able to gain a confidence and share these ideas with these men. And when I was getting all this positive feedback, that was the genesis of the idea to begin to start this podcast. I thought about, if I can help these handful of people with my experience, what could I do with a podcast? So I launched the podcast about nine, ten months ago. 
And in the very first few months of the podcast, I would let people know in the Men Who Care support group about it. And they started listening and giving me some really honest feedback, very positive feedback. And this was extremely encouraging to me. And the fact still is every now and again, someone will mention, hey, I listened to the recent episode. It was really good. Thank you. And then a new person will say, what podcast are you talking about? And I'll tell them a little bit about the podcast. And again, I enjoy these meetings every month. I plan to keep attending this meeting for the rest of Shanna and my journey here together. And I still plan to attend when Shanna eventually passes, or as I like to call it, when she graduates from this mortal existence into her next stage of progression. I'm hoping that as I go through that difficult experience, whenever that might be, I'll be able to lean upon this group and then, in turn, help others go through the similar experience of losing your loved one to this disease. What about you? Have you considered joining an in-person support group? Now, I've participated in a few support groups via social media, mostly Facebook. And have found them very helpful. And I've come to realize in just like real life, face-to-face in-person group meetings in real time are much more effective than posting on Facebook and watching people reply in this and that. And again, the Facebook support groups are great. They're very inspiring and encouraging. It doesn't happen in the moment. It's quite different than just having a discussion in real time. Now, I suggest you doing both of these. If you're already doing an online group, look for an in-person group that's tailored for your needs. There are support groups from Banner's Alzheimer's Institute, for example, for children taking care of their parents, for spouses, for men who care, right? They're, they have about a dozen different support groups, some for specific types of dementia that have unique behavior. I encourage you to look and see what's available in your area. More on that later. Now, if you live in a remote or rural area where maybe there might not be a local group because there's not a lot of people living around you, you can find a group that meets online through video chat. And it is very helpful. Maybe you're tech challenged. Maybe you have no idea to do a video chat on your phone or on your tablet or on your computer. I'm sure your children or your grandchildren know how to do this. So don't let that be an excuse for not getting involved. They can set up your computer or device to be able to do this and help you get going. And once you do it a few times, you'll be comfortable with it. Now, is there something emotionally that might be holding you back? Is there a type of denial or fear in sharing with a group of strangers at first? I would suggest that maybe you first work with a therapist, coach, church leader, or even a trusted friend and start confiding and talking to them. Let them know what might be holding you back from joining into a group set. There's nothing like getting advice from someone who have gone through or are going through exactly what you're going through. 
all of the trained professionals can help. If they haven't lived it, they really don't get it 100%. And I have found the advice from this group of men to be more valuable than any doctor or therapist because they've lived it. It's just the way it is. Now, if you can get someone to encourage you and to help you get past what's holding you back, then you can begin your journey in getting relief and help by joining a local support group. I hope that this episode has inspired you. I would invite you to look for a support group or a person that can help you to join your first support group. If you don't know where to look, go to the Alzheimer's organization, alz.org website. They have a tool that you can put in your location and you can find what's available in your local area. Again, if you need someone to help you do this, find someone to help you get started. Now, if you've attended a support group in the past and have stopped going because you've gotten too busy or too burnt out, I'll invite you to go back and attend. You'll be welcome back. If you're currently active in a support group, that's great. And I would encourage you and invite you to be of more service to the rest of the group and maybe find someone that you can encourage to join your group. I hope this has helped you and inspires you to get involved in some form of a support group that will help you Thanks again for listening to the Surviving Alzheimer's Podcast. And I hope you have a blessed day. Bye. The mission of the Surviving Alzheimer's Podcast is to educate and inspire caregivers, family, and friends who are on their own unique journey down Dementia Road with their loved one. I would really appreciate it if you could share this episode to anyone who you feel would benefit from it. Additional ways for you to help us reach others are to hit the like button for this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell to be notified of new episodes. All of these actions will encourage the YouTube algorithm to share this episode and podcast to other potential viewers. Before you go, I'd just like to invite you and remind you of the things that we have to offer from Ascending Minds, LLC. You can go to our website, www.ascending-minds.com, and you can register for the Surviving Alzheimer's Support Group. You can register for our newsletter. You can also get a free copy of the guide to responding to our loved ones' repeated questions. You can find links to all this in the episode description, or you can just go to the website and look at the menu. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.